0: In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast, uh, we're going to continue our series on influential psychologists, therapists, psychoanalysts, a um, lot of terms for what we do, but we're going to continue our series on that, talking about um, Carl Rogers, and, and it'll be interesting. You'll, 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 you'll be familiar with a lot of this stuff. Um, as usual, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. Stay tuned. We will be right there.
1: The Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright.
0: What is going on, people? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. It's good to be here. Yes. Matt Fox is with me as usual. You know, I'm just in the background. That's all yep. I need. Hey, do. that's great. Just just <laughs> hang out in the background. That's awesome. I <laughs> oh, like this in the background. <laughs> what the fuck is it with you? <laughs> there? there you go so uh, everybody's doing well we are here in the uh podcast taylor studios uh <laughs> least for the time I being yes well technically i'm in taylor matt you're in what i'm in um, i'm in troy michigan yes oh, you're in troy okay yes so we're we're in the combination taylor troy studios the tnt studios the TNT. <laughs> <laughs> it's dynamite tnt
1: it's uh, so- yeah
0: <laughs> so let me tell you folks where you can find me, my website, motorcityhypnotist.com. Find all my good stuff on the website, including the podcast page with all of our episodes, going back to number one. I think we are on number 82. Wow. Might be 83. I've learned a lot. I have learned a lot from, from that's you awesome in this podcast. Yes, I, I have too. I've learned how, how not to hook up a soundboard <laughs> numerous times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> don't shut me up. He puts oh, the lotion yes. in the back. No, no, that's not what I'm that's not what we're talking about. No, I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know the, the frustrating thing is is uh, we, we had it perfect last time we recorded last week. Yeah. It's working actually, fine, actually. but and and I didn't that the crazy thing is I didn't move anything. That that's right. that's crazy. So yeah. It actually sounds better this week. It does sound better this week.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Well, okay. I did something right then. That's good. Yep. Um so, again, my website, you can find me there. Um, my Facebook and YouTube social media links are uh, Motor City Hypnotist. Uh, both of those are, are on Facebook and YouTube. And Twitter and Instagram are both Motor City Hypno. And as usual, as I do every episode, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. This is just something I have out there just in case you wanted to learn more or have just kind of a, a, a one-page PDF just kind of explaining hypnosis, what it does, how it works myths and misconceptions, a lot of things in there that'll be helpful just to give you a basic understanding of what hypnosis is and what it does, and also what it doesn't do in, in a lot of cases. So yeah, uh, take a look at that link and download that. That would be fantastic. And the most important thing is wherever you're listening, um, whatever podcast provider you, you prefer, wherever you're listening, if you could please subscribe and leave a review, that would be awesome and helpful for me, gives me more exposure and helps me to uh, get more listeners, which is kind of the goal here. Because
1: your listeners will appreciate it they will and, and if, uh, you and, and, and already
0: appreciate it. it. Yeah.
1: And yeah. if you, and if you do listen to the podcast, you know, share it with your friends, you know? Yeah. So,
0: yeah hey, that's you, great. I mean, if, if you're something that's entertaining or you like, or you think it's helpful or educational, I mean, we, we cover a lot of, and, well, and here's the other thing I want to throw out there. If, 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 if we have any, I mean, I know we have a lot of regular listeners uh, that check in. Mm-hmm. If there's something specific you want to hear me talk about, you know, hit me up on social media. Uh, let me know. Um, yeah. I can make a special show just for you oh <laughs> i mean we're not gonna like do therapy on air or anything but don't 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 be afraid of that <laughs> dave can, dave can you hypnotize me
1: what while in I'm places are you talking about
0: <laughs> can you just do that while i'm driving that'd be great yeah 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 and that's the other thing is if if and, and i'll i'll give you a warning but um we ever do any kind of relaxation techniques or hypnosis inductions online yeah, yeah not do not listen while you're driving. No, that's for sure. <laughs> I think we had one of those back a, a bit. Uh, it was a bit ago. But if you Who go was. back to that episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, wherever you're listening, please subscribe. That would be great. Perfect. It is time. <laughs> that's how we did it, start. All right. We're local again this time. Oh, nice. Another, another Detroit area story. I, 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 I typically will get home and watch the news at 11. I'll just watch 11 o'clock news, catch up on stuff, see what's going on. But two stories this week are from people who were local who just have done really cool things. So this story comes from Harrison Township and you guys out there in Harrison Township, uh, we hit Ferndale last episode. We had a Ferndale person, in, so that's cool. Maybe we'll get a Harrison Township Township person. in.
1: no, we we started at Oakland in the last episode. What? Let's go to Macomb County. What's going on? Yeah, in Macomb let's County? move it up. Let's move it out a little bit. Yeah.
0: So, thirteen-year-old Sydney Bates, um, she raises money for a pet rescue so the story goes they and they, they did a they did a story i think it was on fox news um channel two which is fox in our in our market mm-hmm. um when she was 10 year old she took in a stray cat because she just felt you know motivated or obligated to take care of the stray cat because she didn't want it to get hurt or die or or you know um so what she did at age 10 is she started a lemonade stand to raise money for these, these uh, stray animals, specifically cats, because that's what she gravitated to. Okay. Since then, she's moved on and done donation drives, collection boxes, and since the summer of 2017, she has raised almost just short of $11,000 for pet rescue wow. and hand-delivered hundreds of supplies to the All About Animals Rescue in Warren.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about it from, from ages ten to thirteen. She raised eleven almost eleven thousand dollars for animal rescue.
1: And it's fantastic.
0: I, I just I'm, I I'm like the old man down the block sometimes. I'm like, these damn kids. And, well, and, and then you hear stories those, like this, yeah. and it's like, wow, that that's a you know, I, I who, who I'll just admit it at 10 years old, I could care less about saving animals. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I was concerned for them, but. I
1: think at 10, I was uh, I was put, trying to put transformers together, breaking them and then <laughs> eating the glue.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't even cross my mind to try and make some money, you know, right, right, crazy.
1: Right. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So good. So Sydney Bates. Oh, so here's so. So she did this. She was awarded this. Raised almost11,000 dollars, donated all these supplies to All about Animals Rescue in Warren. Mm-hmm. But what happened was Harrison Township, um, they created an award for her. She received the Harrison Township Hometown Hero Award. It's their first one ever. They made this award just for her. Oh, that's amazing. It and will th- be an award going forward for other people in there in Harrison Township. Now, was it named after her or is it just the hometown I, Hero I don't Award? know. I think it's I think it's just called, as far as I can tell in the story, the Harrison Township Hometown Hero Award.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. That is so cool.
0: <laughs> and to add to it, let, just to make us look even worse, Matt, um, her next project is to collect backpacks filled with supplies for the homeless. Good. Okay, they, That's her next project to work on.
1: You know what? Keep it, we're going to keep an eye on your career
0: with great interest. I, right? I was going to say. I, <laughs> yes, yes, you were. And uh, shout out to all those who got that reference. <laughs> I won't ruin it for anyone, but I know exactly what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good, good one, Matt. That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> Da, 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 like this in the background <laughs> what the fuck is it with you that, great, great reference yeah. so anyway to sydney bates young young lady good for you i mean way to way to make the world a better place bam that's how we did it start huh it's crazy totally that's crazy amazing. yeah that is was amazing I, you know, I, I'm in my fifties and I always feel like, geez, what what have I done in my life? <laughs> when I hear these stories about these, these teenagers who are, who are, you know, that they're raising money for good causes and helping people and, and, and working on the weekends to, I don't know. It's just like, wow, this is uh, I mean, that's great. It's, it's great to hear. I'm, 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 you know. Here I am trying to, to hell
1: you know so here I am trying to drink from the uh, you know the, from the hose connected <laughs> to the house and getting wrapped up in it at 10 you know
0: <laughs> yeah it's crazy <laughs> so today folks we're gonna talk about Carl Rogers um, it's not mr. Rogers uh, it's not Fred Rogers this this is this guy's name's Carl Carl good to see you <laughs> Carl, 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 Carl. Any Any Walking Dead fans Why? out there have heard this name numerous times.
1: Why? Oh my oh, God! Good
0: for you, Carl. Oh, no. So Carl Rogers was a 20th century humanist psychologist. He was born in 1902 and died in 1987. So, so a fairly recent practitioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as as like uh, people with with big approaches and big influences on the, on the world of psychology and therapy. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, he he died in 87. Um, he was the founder of what we call person centered psychotherapy. And I'll get into a little bit of that as we go on w- with with his his bio here. Okay. Um, so Rogers, long story short, Rogers was born in, in Chicago, actually Oak Park, a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, and we, he was raised in the strict religious environment. Sounds like a bad movie or sounds like one of those TV movies where you know you got to break out at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they'll no, no! <laughs> don't shut me up. Get in the car. we're going to church. Um, <laughs> so he originally planned to study this this is kind of it's, it's so funny where people end up from what their intentions were in life. So he mm-hmm. planned on studying agriculture at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, with an undergraduate focus on history and religion. So in school, his interest shifted away from that and tor- more towards away from agriculture and more towards religion. So after receiving his bachelor's degree in 24, 1924, he entered a liberal Protestant seminary in New York and, and he, he got a lot of backlash from his very conservative father um, so Roger spent two years in seminary before transferring to Columbia University Teachers College, where he worked, where he received his master's degree in 1928 and a Ph.D. in clinical counseling in 31. So he was 29 years old when he got his Ph.D. Yep. Mm hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, and it just shows, you know, he, he was starting out in agriculture, went towards religion and towards teaching and ends up in psychology And and you'll see why this is is important that I included that because of his approach and how he does things. So he he started his career in 1930 as the director of the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, which is very admirable at that age. Yes. Um, He also lectured at the University of Rochester. Um, He published his first book, The Clinical Treatment of the Problem Child, in 1939, Wow. And then accepted a position as professor of psychology at Ohio state university. Huh. Unfortunate for those in Michigan. Wow. Love you yeah. Ohio people, but <laughs> you, you know, that little battle we have a little, uh, bit, a little bit. So, um, so Rogers published his views on, on psychotherapy and therapy in general, in counseling and psychotherapy, a journal in 1942. And He his approach to it was that people could gain awareness um, necessary to make to make changes or transform their own lives by developing a respectful, nonjudgmental and accepting relationship with a therapist. Hmm. So if I put it this way, where we looked, we talked about Adler last episode and about his approach was that people are 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 are. uh, they're always trying to to grow out of that that self-doubt or that self uh, um, That inferiority uh, inferiority i couldn't think of the word matt thanks yeah. i'm a i'm a drew a blank there you so have I'm a here brain for you. like a chicken i know yeah <laughs> so so Adler's approach was like it was inferiority you're always trying to get over that yeah. and and then um Freud's approach of course is everything's based on your your animal instincts and yeah. uh, but th- this is i think this is the and the why the way the reason Rogers theory has gone on is because this is the, this is the first one that was, that was kind of like, I, am not, I'm not above you. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not here to uh, give you all the answers and make you do what you're supposed to do and tell you everything that's supposed to happen. Rogers believed that the relationship was more important than what was being done or what was being said. Hmm. so, he embraced the idea of Maslow, if you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that people have basic needs. And, and, and this, this need is just to be accepted and, and to be uh, appreciated and, and not, to be, not to be judged for who they are or what they believe. Hmm. So he embraced that idea and believed that personal growth w- was dependent on this relationship between therapist and client. Okay. Okay. So, so for Roger's approach, let's say that, that you went to see a therapist. For an, I'll, I'll just throw a made-up example out there. Say you went to see a therapist, and that therapist was one of these uh, um, like hard asses. You know, they're like, oh, nope, that's wrong. You, need, you can't do that. You shouldn't be doing that. You need to do this. And sometimes people might feel like they need that push or that direction. But for Roger's, he said, well, no, we should be trying to connect with the client, trying to connect with, with the patient. I don't call them patients they did in in roger's time back a ways but um to try to connect with them and make a connection a human connection with them like being respectful and non-judgmental and and just having that that great uh connection with someone Mm -hmm. he believed that that would be the ultimate uh way to help somebody get better and it was It was named client centered therapy for a long time and it later was renamed person centered therapy.
1: You know, it's in order to really help somebody and understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. and their thoughts and opinions, you have to lay some type of a foundation. Right. You know, and that's that you and use the word rapport, right? You have to build rapport with that individual Mm -hmm. so they trust you to then, for lack of a better term, spill their guts right right so you have to you have to have that that respect you know i totally see where rogers is coming from on that
0: right absolutely Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and just to have that that human to human connection Mm -hmm. is is what you know that that non-judgmental accepting uh connection now here's the interesting thing because as his person-centered therapy his, his approach to it grew and and i can say this from experience because i was i was in school just after he passed away in fact i was in college the year he passed away and then went on to grad school after that.
1: Hmm.
0: So even at that time, although his, his, his theory in the practice was, was well in use, uh, a lot of clinicians kind of balked at it because they said, well, we're not here to be friends with clients. We're here to help them get, we're here, we're here to get them to where they need to be. You don't need to be friends to still have a, have a rapport. And, be able and, to and, and that was yeah. and that's the argument that that would come back again. Yeah. Some of the hardline clinicians, the, the very psychoanalytic types would be like, well, no, we, we the, the relationship doesn't matter at all. This is the process. Yeah. And, and they, they kind of dismissed this as being what will, for lack of a better term, lazy therapy, because mm. the therapist doesn't have to work.
1: Right. right, right if that right. makes sense. Right.
0: And, and they would say, well, if you're person centered, you really don't have to do anything except just sit and talk. And, and it is there's more involved with that because, again, he, he the, the goal is you're trying to make a connection so you can make make deeper changes.
1: Right.
0: Um, so Rogers wrote one of his most famous books on becoming a person. And again, his approach was that people have their own resources for healing and personal growth. So he introduced concepts of congruence, empathetic understanding, accept, acceptance, unconditional positive regard and thought that these approaches are going to help enhance the outcome for clients. Um, And and he, he encouraged at the time when, when he was, when he was working with his other, other therapists, he would encourage them to demonstrate these aspects to help the client gain insight, recognize feelings, express self-concept and achieve self acceptance.
1: You said, you just said something unconditional positive regard. Help me understand that a little bit more.
0: See, and Yes, it, it's, it's so. So it's it's regarding somebody as a person without judging who they are. Now there there's a line though. There, there's a line that you can probably cross because I I've seen clients and and I've been in practice almost thirty years, mm-hmm. and I've seen clients who've been violent towards other people, or have done um, you know probably just not good things. That that I I would say probably sometimes just not good people because mm-hmm. okay. um, that's going to happen. I mean if you see hundreds of clients a year over 30 years. And once in a while you're going to get, you know, you're going to get an um, apple. Yeah. I have a exactly. colleague of mine who actually wrote a book, very specific niche, but it happens counseling people who have killed other people. Oh. Wow. And, and um, th- as far as the clinicians go, that his, that book went to did pretty well for him because that, 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 that again, that's a very, very drilled down niche there. But um mm-hmm. But you're right. It, it's it's that that um, um, just and accepting people for being people, right? For who they and, are. And honestly, not, the and way the way I that. would view it personally is that, and I, and I say this, I'll say this to every new client. Ask any of my clients, and I'm I'm, I'm positive I've said it to them. At least ninety nine percent of them, <laughs> first session when we're when we when, when I'm introducing myself and we're talking, and and I always want to get past that stigma of mental health. I wasn't going to get past and just make a connection with them and say, listen, you don't have to be ashamed to do this. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel like somehow you're miswired in some way. Mm-hmm. And I say, everybody's screwed up. It's just a matter of, of the people who take action to, to, to fix it because no nobody comes out. Everybody has an issue or everybody has issues. Everybody has things they can work on. Mm-hmm. So the whole the, the whole approach of the client center thing is just to recognize the person as they are have that unconditional acceptance to a certain extent, of course, and, and just connect with them and, and and guide them through the things that they want to do. Gotcha. Now there, there is a, there is a, there is a point though, that client centered, sometimes you have to, you, you have to, you have to be assertive as a therapist because I've had clients who, you know, we have a good connection. We have a good relationship as far as that the therapy client relationship but then they're very resistant to do things. and and I'll say, you know what? I, we talked about this a couple of times and you haven't followed through on this. What's you know we, we have to get to, to why this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are times where you you can't just be accepting of everything because at some point you got to push people. Some people need to be pushed, not I'd all. Say, I'd say challenge you know challenges yeah. challenge is a good word
1: yeah, yeah challenge them to do it and yeah, if they absolutely. don't let's understand why it hasn't happened yet and what's holding them back
0: yeah because something right. is blocking them there there's mm-hmm. something that's causing that that resistance to happen mm-hmm. so rogers whole approach to client centered is self actualization that that's the ultimate goal of rogers approach in therapy hmm. and i'll give you the the seven traits of what it means to be self-actualized, and, and the way Rogers viewed it is, this is a fully um, a fully functional person is the way he would put it. Okay. So the first one is openness to experience and an abandonment of defensiveness. So an openness to experience and an abandonment of defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Number two, an exit. <laughs> An existential lifestyle that emphasizes living in the moment without distorting it. And I know that's a mouthful there.
1: <laughs> what I heard was don't use your credit cards for spur <laughs> of the moment purchases. That's what I just heard. <laughs> yeah. An, an,
0: exis- existential? Okay, yeah. an yeah. existential lifestyle. That emphasizes living in the moment without destroying it and do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> fucking thing. sucks. yeah, that's quite a read there. I had quite a, quite a mouthful. <laughs> um, number three, which sounds, which is a very basic one. Trust oneself. Trust in oneself mm-hmm. um, four, the ability to freely make choices Fully functioning people take responsibility for their own choices and are highly self-directed. Hmm.
1: So feel free to just make your own choices.
0: Right. And and just and not it. blame others for your own choices. That mm-hmm. that's that's the big catch in that one, the second part of it. Yeah. Five is is really something that that I talk about a lot in therapy. A life of creativity and adaptation, including an abandonment of conformity. Repeat that. A life of creativity and adaptation, including an abandonment of conformity. Okay. So I'll break it down in simple terms. Be creative, be yourself, and don't conform. Okay. I mean, really, that's what it says. You, because a lot of people modify behaviors and, and interactions based mm-hmm. on what others' expectations are mm-hmm. rather than just recognizing their own selves and and not not conforming just for conformity's sake. Hmm. Okay. Number 6, the ability to behave reliably and make constructive choices. And I think that that reliable is a great one because a lot of people That's can put it this way, a lot of people can can go along things are going great and they run into an issue and then all of a sudden things just kind of self-destruct or break down. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's behaving reliably, which means it's a consistent behavior, and to make constructive choices. Okay. And then number seven. Well, this this sounds very idealistic, but I'll read what his number seven is: a full, rich life that involves the full spectrum of human emotions. Love, loss. Love, loss. You anger, love sadness. I, I mean, yeah, because if if you and why I say this to clients all the time, if you're feeling a certain way, you just experience it. Don't, don't try to fight it. You, you, you and I, and I'm not saying for those of you who are, who are sad to the point of being depressed or, or in any way having self-harm thoughts mm-hmm. that you shouldn't do something. But, but a lot of times we, 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 we avoid those negative emotions. We avoid the things that, that just don't feel good. And, and we fight those off and then it ends up causing anxiety and tension, and stress
1: and, Especially for those folks that that might be overly analytical, they'll they'll just dive so deep into the why and how, because, and, you know, just try to experience it for what it is. Don't try to really, you know, put yourself into anxiety over trying to understand the why it just, it, life
0: happens, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And and that goes back to number two on Roger's list of self-actualizations, emphasizing living in the moment without Mm -hmm. distorting it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's this whole mindfulness training that I, that I work with a lot of clients on. It's like, you know, just focus on right now, right this moment that that's all you have. That's the only thing that exists because whatever's done is done and whatever's in the future hasn't happened yet. So live in the moment and, and be mindful of your moments that, that you're, we we miss so much, I think. And I'm, I'm not preaching because I, we all do the same thing. We get involved with worries about the past and worries about the future. And most often we're missing what, what's going on right now in front of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that really is a, a it's just a recipe for stress and anxiety and just feeling bad. You're not wrong. Because right. like you said earlier, everybody has issues, right? Yes. everybody <laughs> screwed up. Everybody has something they can work on. And I, I, I'm serious. I, I think I've said it. I, I probably not a hundred percent, but I know to 99% of the clients I've seen over three years.
1: Sure.
0: So that folks is Carl Rogers and person centered therapy. So now for those of you who are seeing a therapist or even considering seeing a therapist, you're, you're probably not going to get somebody who's totally one approach. It, mm-hmm. it just doesn't exist. I mean, we're, I think we're all, all eclectic. We all use Things from different therapists, mm-hmm. from different approaches, from different views, um, but but I think it is important as far as Rogers goes it, that that you do find somebody that has that respectful, non-judgmental acceptance of you as a client. Because I do know, and I've seen it. I've been doing this a long enough time. I've seen some therapists who just will face to face just look down on a client and and just have this um, this judgment towards them. Oh. Because they need help. And, and that, that's just not going to, that, that, that's not a healthy relationship. One, it's not a healthy, normal relationship, but it definitely is not a healthy relationship between therapist and client. Right, correct. So that right. client right. is just going to feel like, well, geez, I'm, you know. Wow, I'm well, really I'm screwed up. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, everybody's screwed up. So, mm-hmm. so as far as your therapist, and, and if you ever feel like that you're not being respected or that you're being judged, I, I always recommend here's the thing you, you, you as a client have a choice, you have a choice to say, you know what, I don't, I don't really like this therapist. That's okay. You, you have the right to say that and to to ask for somebody different or to go somewhere else. Right. Um, or if, if you're able to, I always say, you know, maybe it's something you just have a conversation about, even say to your therapist, you know, I feel like you're, um, I I feel like some way you're judging me. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I think if you don't get past that, that block, it, it's not going to be a good working relationship anyway. Right. And I know that's very difficult for a lot of people, especially clients because of that, that, that um, the power differential, it seems that one is the professional and one's a client, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. You, you, sh- you still owe it to yourself to be able to address that and say, well, what, you know, why, why do you, uh, I feel like you're judging me and, and to, to address it so they can get past it. And if you can't, then definitely you have the right to see someone else. Fair. Because as, as we say for person-centered therapy look for respect non non-jud- being non-judgmental and accepting mm-hmm. in, in in that client therapist relationship cool thank you that is carl rogers folks and person-centered therapy I, you know because i was because he lived in my lifetime and was right at the tail or right at the beginning of my my grad career when he passed away i still want to call it client-centered therapy <laughs> <laughs> and it's changed for a while. And, and, and there was, there's another interesting one, um, the Albert Ellis's approach. And we'll, we'll, might, we'll talk about him later on because I, I like his approach. I use a lot of his techniques. Okay. His used to be rationally motive therapy, but now it changed to rationally motive behavioral therapy. And huh. I'd never get to be in there because I actually saw him in person back in the early 90s and it was still RET at the time. Gotcha. Sorry, folks. I'm way off on, on technical. Tangent. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll explain when it comes. The, the fuck are you? Yeah, Call just, just it's,
1: it's called teasing the next episode Dave. That's all. Yeah, is. exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You just never know what's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it folks with client centered therapy with Carl Rogers. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll continue on. Uh, look for us next week. At the same time, if you're looking for us on Facebook live, we record on Fridays at from five to six, And if you're listening on the audio on a podcast platform, jump ahead to the next episode or back to the prior one. And uh, please, if you're doing that, uh, just subscribe and leave a review. I'll just leave that on the end as well. All right, folks, change your thinking, change your life. Laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I will see you next time.